Posters, and welcome to Winning Posts Preview Podcast for the weekend of July 4. I'm John Barker, and joining me once again, Daniel Nuttall and Joel Marshall. Well, it's the 4th of July, Daniel, and uh, there should be fireworks at Flemington because we've got nine finals, three of them at listed level, and a pretty interesting card. Don't know about the track, probably somewhere in the soft range. Yeah, looking like way bucks, um, soft five at the minute, a little bit of rain to come throughout the week, but don't think it'd be anything worse than a sort of a soft six or seven. Um, yeah, terrific day of racing, the three listed races as you mentioned. Um, a few of these obviously met um, a couple of weeks ago. So like the forms there, to, um, so a lot of these horses are sort of uh, get adverse each other. And, you know, I think a few can turn the tables, which we'll get, we'll get to later, but always a great betting day is finals day. And, um, Really keen to get stuck into it. All right. Well, uh, speaking of getting stuck into it, let's do just that. And we'll, uh, as I mentioned, it's uh, they're all finals, so we may as well take you right through the card. Uh, Joel hasn't joined us just yet, but uh, I'm sure he has been. There he is. Uh, Joel, uh, final state, Flemington. We're going to go right through the card. So, are you ready? Because race one. The Amy Next Generation Sprinters Series Final. This one, a quality handicap for two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. Joel. Yeah, look, I had a little something on Savannah Cloud in the first race last Saturday. I uh, backed it and the Levi Kavanagh horse. And I'm surprised that they're backing him up so quickly. You don't often see that with two-year-olds, but I really liked his run. Kept closing late to finish third. He'll be better for that. He is bred to go further, as I touched on last week. But he must have done well to be backing up. So I'm going to follow up with him each way. I've tipped him to beat six cents of honour. Huge run, really, first up at the Valley. As the day went on, the run just got better and better because uh, they couldn't do what she tried to do, swoop around them. She had the best last 400 and 200 of the meeting. Three standoff. I was with her, with her first up at Flemington. She won well. Back to 1,000, probably played against her last time out. So I think uh, she can certainly improve and perhaps turn the tables on. I love the game from that run. And I've thrown nine South Parade in for fourth. Well back last start. Maybe just didn't run 1,400. Five, six, three, and nine. Yeah, likewise, I'm with Sense of Honour. Yeah, as Joel touched on, very good run against the pattern of the day. She looks a smart filly. Um, high hopes for her in the spring. The stable command said early in the week. So you think if the, if the wraps are that good, she should be coming out and winning this. And saying that is a bit of depth to it. I like the two. I love the game. It did. Had a bit against him on Zabu at Sandown, but was still too good there. Um, form around that horse has been franked. Uh, South Parade, going better than the form indicates, I think. And in for fourth, I have the three standoff, of course, has that win down the straight. Six, two, nine, and three. And I'm with sense of honour as well to beat I Love the Game. Uh, gave Jabali Ridge another chance. And the Bendigo youngster, ultimate man, six, two, one, and eight. Second race at Flemington on Saturday is the Lexus Banjo Patterson Series final. Uh, this is the open staying race. Again, it's a quality handicap. And this one is over 2,600 metres, Joel. Uh, for Lord Belvedere for me. I was keen on him last start and happy to stick with him, even though he's a, obviously a much shorter price. But he's in the zone now. He's, he's reached winning form third up from that long break. Did have a good tempo to suit there at Flemington last start. But uh, I think no matter what the tempo's like on Saturday, he's just a horse with upside as opposed to uh, several of his rivals who, who haven't got much upside, I don't believe. Three, Shapata. So same exactor from last time. Uh, he's holding his form really well. Five, Alfaris. 
he was probably just a bit too close on that genuine tempo. He did pull up lame as well. Prior to that, he was shaping nicely. And seven sin, sin to win, model of consistency, just finding it hard to break through. I'm keen on Lord Belvedere, best of the day, four, three, five, seven. Yeah, I'm working around that Quinella at Flemington last night. I'm with Chapada, though, on top of Lord Belvedere. Gets a weight swing Chapada in his favour. Um, sort of left in front a little bit too long. Did look the winner at one stage, yeah, but Lord Belvedere came with a good run. Third up, of course, as Joel said, sort of uh, reached that sort of peak fitness now and should be able to go on with it. Um, I just thought maybe at the weight swing, I'm sort of happy to learn with Chapada and Lord Belvedere and sort of being found at, found at the prices at currently. Uh, the five in for third, Alfaris, forgive last start. And in for fourth, the one Del Herald, three four five one. Yeah, well, I keep tipping Sin to win, and uh, just on the basis that you know with these staying races they tend to take turns. Well, it's certainly his turn now. Sin to win to beat Chapada and Lord Bell to bid here, and I chucked in Sasco for fourth seven three four six race three at Flemington on finals day is the Kennedy Taj Rossi Series final first of the listed races previously known as the Gibson Carmichael. This one is for two-year-olds over 1,600 metres. And once again, quality handicap conditions, Joel. Five Mystique Falcon for me. I like this filly. She got back on debut at sale and didn't have much go right. That was in the race that Cherry Tortoni won. She was sent out a $6.50 chance there. She then went to Sandown, different tactics, jumped, went straight to the front, looked beaten when she rolled, a, rolled off the fence and gave the, the runner up the, the inside run, but loved the way she fought back to win. Decent form line out of that race. I think she'll press forward as long as she jumps well again out to the mile out of a Montjuic mare. I don't see that being any problem. I think she can beat one Cherry Tortoni, who's probably got the rest of them covered out of that win at Flemington. Showed a good turn of foot there. Don't think 1,600 will pull him up. Uh, Nine Maui, who I liked in that race at Flemington. He probably just got too far back and the tempo wasn't as, as quick as he needed. Thought he did okay late, and he was fourth to Cherry Tortoni on debut as well. So brings the same form, and I think he's probably over the odds. And three, Super Yulong. He didn't have the breaks in that race at Flemington last start. He was held up to the final furlong and should have finished closer. Five on top from one, nine, and three. I think the six, Alcione, can turn the tables on Cherry Tortoni. Uh, look, Alcione got a long way back at Flemington. His last 14th to 14 in the run, um, and was just never sort of making up the ground there. It was sort of, he sort of had to be... Close to the speed, um, people also did run on, but he he was certainly reserving his best work to last 200 metres when the race was in doubt, or the race was already over. Uh, 600 metres is perfect for him. He gets a weight swing, I think three and a half kilos on Cherry Tortoni. Um, and if they're able to run on, he certainly can turn the tables um, at a bit of a bigger price. The six, I've got the one in next, Cherry Tortoni. Done nothing wrong so far. Good turn of foot to win Flemington last start. The 11 in next Toys on Fire was a really good closer at Sandown, that race behind Mystique Falcon, the one Joel likes. Uh, very good closer and a race helped to be on speed. And the 12 in SAF next, 6 1 11, 12. Yeah, I went for the obvious, couldn't go past Cherry Tortoni to beat Narvaez. Super Yulong, and uh, I agree with Dan that uh, Toys on Fire might be the overs. 1 2 3 11, race 4 at Flemington. On final state is the G.H. Moore Mahogany Challenge final. This is the staying race for the three-year-olds over 2,500 metres. Uh, quality handicap conditions again. Uh, Persan expected to go on his winning way, Joel, but uh, you've found one to knock him off. Yeah, I'm hoping it turns into a real staying test, and that might play into the hands of number nine, Zoth Mira. 
really good maiden win at Geelong. Didn't beat a lot two starts back, but uh, sat three wide the entire trip and was just too strong. And then last start at Bendigo, sat in behind them on the fence, had to change course at about the 150. And, you know, another 50 metres he wins that race. He's progressing nicely. He's had the two runs at 2,400. He'll do no work from the gate. And if it's a bit of a staying test, I think he can run well at a price to beat one per sand. Just to the 2,500 uh, first go is the little query. Right you are. was really pegging him back last start, but certainly brings winning form and, and hard to knock, really. Three Blue Ocean was very good at Flemington two starts ago behind Gamekeeper. Then four weeks between runs last start. Didn't quite come into the race. I think he'll be fitter and the longer triple suit and four signs seal deliver. Has been up a while. He went around in the St. Ledger back on Anzac Day, so he's got the miles in his legs. Another one that will be suited if it's a, a real strong staying contest. Nine on top for me from one, three, and four. Uh, found it hard to go past person, although he's sort of rock bottom odds at the moment. Um, just keeps winning. And you know, 2,500 metres, untried at the, at the trip. A few of these are, but um, just the horse in form at the moment and hard to knock. So he goes on top. Uh, the two translator, I was keen. To, I thought he would beat person home last start. He got the long way back from the wide draw and was pretty ordinary, really, to the eye. Um, passed a couple of tight horses late, but was never in the race. Uh, might be looking for this longer trip now and has drawn much better. So he has in the past been able to settle sort of midfield in his runs. He doesn't um, won't have to go back from a, from a wide draw and can settle a lot closer. And he's um, he's certainly a hope. The three and next blue site, oh, sorry, blue ocean, a um, little disappointing last start, but form prior has him in this and sign seal deliver in next. Down the page, one, two, three, and four. Uh, I couldn't go past Persan either to beat Sign Seal Deliver. Johan Dofer, thirds off mirror for fourth, one, four, six, nine. Race five on finals day at Flemington is the first, the All Victorian Sprint Series final, second of the listed events down the straight 1,200 metres quality handicap. Again, Joel. I was happy to stick with I Am Someone. Uh, best bet him. I uh, best betted him last start. He won really well. Not my best bet on Saturday, but I think he'll be hard to beat. Um, he should have more improvement in him. That was only second up. He's got a good straight record. It was just good to see him bounce back to form after a bit of a lacklustre spring prep on the hard track. So I'm keen on four. I'll certainly be saving on number eight, Rich Itch. I think he's going much better than his form suggests. He loomed to win the straight six second up and just peaked on his run. Again, did the same thing in the Golden Topaz with 61 kilos and then just uh, held up and didn't get a crack at them when... The race was there to be won at Flemington last start. Didn't attack the line the last sort of 100 metres, but I don't think Blaine Dunn was knocking him around. I don't mind the switch back to 1,200. He's a good blowout chance at 30 to 1. 10 high strangers having a really good prep. I sort of underrated him. I thought he was going to be looking for further, but they've kept him to the shorter trips. First test of that front page form line. I think he has to be respected. And one great again can certainly forgive the miss at the Valley. He was impressive beating a few of these first up at Flemington. Four on top from 8, 10 and 1. Pretty keen on Rich Charm to a, a Tony. He was brilliant first time over 1,200 metres, just missing great again. He lines up here and then back to 1,100 metres and uh, just ran into a brick wall. It was a pretty tough watch if you're on him and past the line, he was going as good as any of them. Um, he's going really well this time in. Had, had some few setbacks in recent years or the last couple of years or so, but going well, 1,200 metres a plus. He's won 7 or 16 at the distance. Um, and, yeah, I'm really keen. I think he can – there's been plenty of support for him during the week as well. So pretty keen. Rich Charm, best of the day at Flemington. For second, I got great again. Um, back at Flemington, I think, suits him. The four, which is I am someone, uh, didn't 
I sort of left him out on my numbers last week. I know he's a quality horse on his day, but um, he was very good there and can't be leaving him out this time. I think he can certainly go on with the job. He's in the game and in for fourth of seven, Tavisan. One, uh, three on top of one, four and seven. Yeah, I'm with Joel. I am someone. I've got Snitzcraft for second, then great again, and Rich Charm for six, one and three. First leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday is race six, the Jim Beam Leilani Series final, 1,400 metres for the Mayors, Joel. Nine L Questro, I think he'll give you a good run for your money at an each-way price in a very tricky affair. She was runner-up in this race last year. That was coming off two wins in easier company. I think she's going just as well, even though she hasn't been able to be placed in her two lead-up runs. They've both been good, the, fr- the fresh run down the straight behind the flying El Ferraro, and then last start, worked across from the tricky gate just knocked up late. She's drawn a wide again, but she'll push forward. She'll be fitter for that. She was 1,100 to 1,400. I just think she's ready to peak third up. She'll give you a great side at each way odds. Eight River Jewels come back in good order. She surprised a few first up at the Valley, had the pattern to suit, but showed that was no fluke at Caulfield last week when again ran really well. I don't mind her on the quick backup. Five La Tigeressa. You can forget that run at the Valley behind River Jewel last start. She didn't have much go right. And similar before that too, down the straight. Against the boys behind Great again. Didn't have a lot of room. Should be ready to peak third up. And hard to leave out Great Duchess. Just whether the weight catches up with her now. Up to 61. But she's won her last three and is building a good record. Nine on top from eight, five and one. Yeah, found this one tough. Like a few have dropped off her past Music Bay. She hasn't won for some time. But I really liked her last Saturday run here. Uh, in, in a very similar race. Just missed in a blanket go. Um, I think she's going well, and I think a win's around the corner for her. The two, the four, and next snogging loomed up down the straight, sort of just peed on her run late. But if that run under the belt um, and drawn inside here might suit her. The one great duchess, as Joel said, I think that 61 kilos is sort of um, you know, punishment for, for for being in flying form. She's won a past three. Um, she's no doubt she can she can win this again, but just the 61 kilos have my queries. Um, at five, La, La Tigeressa. Just drew a little bit of luck, I think, this horse. Um, certainly good enough on it on her day. Uh, two, four, one, and five. Yeah, well, I've gone for one that neither of you have mentioned, and that's number three, Kingsbrook. Uh, well, finished off okay behind Great Duchess. Does get the weight swing. So I'm with Kingsbrook to beat Music Bay. Great Duchess. And number eight, River Jewel. Three, two, one, ace. Second leg of the quaddy at Flemington. Is race seven TAB Silver Bowl Series Final. This one for three-year-olds over sixteen hundred metres. Joel, a few of these races on Saturday, I think you can sort of play two, two or three bets in, in a race. And again, a, a two-bet strategy for me. I tossed up between two and four. I've gone with number four, Salika. She didn't quicken last week after settling pretty prominent in the run, but I thought she stayed on really well to run fourth. That was fourteen forty. I think this has been the little target all along since she. Had that bit of a freshen up after her run in the Schweppes Oaks. Uh, out to the mile. She's got a bit of weight, 58 and a half against the boys. So she's going to need to do everything right. But I think at double figure odds, she's worth another go each way from two. Smoke Bomb was keen on him at the Valley last start after he blew the start at Caulfield. And well, that race was just over in 100 metres last time. Brilliant uh, ride by Jamie Carr. Just got him to jump, put him to sleep in front, stacked them up and then kicked before the turn. It was a painless watch. Probably a little bit more pressure here. But uh, if he jumps and puts himself there, he'll be hard to run down. Nine Grinzinger Alley was hitting the line really well at Caulfield last start. He draws better on his home track. He might just be ready to peak. And five Alphaville, who did chase home Smoke Bomb, 
he was able to follow the rails. That was certainly a plus. But uh, he's a horse that's racing really well, and I think the big track will suit. Four on top from two, nine, and five. Yeah, just about made Salika my best ruffie. I'm pretty keen on her. She, um, yeah, as Joel said, just sort of 14, 40, might have found them. A couple of classy ones, a bit too nippy for her over that trip. But up to 1,600 metres is um, certainly a tick. And um, she has beaten Walking Fly and beat her in a couple of races during the spring, uh, during sorry, the Adelaide Carnival a couple of months back. Um, and yeah, a wide draw, a bit of a query, but I think Salika's going well in your 1,600 metres, a bit of a the target. So four on top, Garen Piero in Nexus 6. This country wins on the board before heading to town for the first time last start over this trip at Mooney Valley. Ran on well uh, against the pattern of the race. Uh, three walking flying, uh, certainly going well in red hot form. And in for fourth, I've Charlize, the seven. Always there about this horse. She's a bit of a favourite of mine. Um, whether she's as classy as some of these, I'm not too sure. She has to contend from the wide draw as well. But she uh, runs well more often than not. It might be worth throwing into wider exotics. Four, six, three, and seven. Yeah, I tipped Garen Piro at the Valley and no reason to switch off. As you mentioned, did run on uh, against the bias that day in the smoke bomb race. So I got walking flying for second smoke bomb, third Alphaville, fourth, six, three, two, five. The big one is race eight, third leg of the quaddy at Flemington. And it is the separate wines VRC CRV winter championship series final. The uh, traditional clash on this day, 1,600-metre listed quality handicap. Uh, Joel, and as always, a wide-open race. Indeed it is. And, and, yeah, typical of this race, you can have you know, many picks and probably miss the winner. There's plenty of value there. I was going to have something on Sir Coney here, number 11. He's obviously on the comeback trail. He's been taken along slowly by Nick Ryan. He's been improving of late. He was a good second heptagon in the Swan Hill Cup. No match with him, but gets a nice little turnaround in weight. Tried 2,000 metres for the first time at Caulfield last Saturday. Went to the front. Had a pretty good time of it. Really liked the way he kicked. He was just worn down late by Miramar. He'll press forward. He'll be rock hard fit on the back up back to the mile. And I thought he represented a a good each way bet. Number 11 to beat two heptagon. No knock on him. He's absolutely flying. Carried the big weight last start. So he'll carry it again and run well. Uh, 17 Noble Boy, if it sneaks into the field, I think it's got to be included. I was keen on him at Flemington during the Cup week last spring, and he ran really well for third behind Reykjavik. He's going okay uh, for the new stable this time in in Sydney, and I think out to the mile will suit. And 16 Victoria Star, I've had to put him in. He was my best bet last week. He missed getting a run. Just the query now that he's a bit of a gap between runs, and now he goes to the mile. So I'm not, not as keen on him as I was last week but certainly including him. 11 on top from 2, 17 and 16. Yeah, I had to put Victoria Star on top just at the price, $15, $16 in early markets. I was, like Joel, I was pretty keen on him last week. Unfortunately, he missed on a run. He missed on a run week prior as well. Finally gets in the field here. Um, look, that that is a concern. There was obviously the plan was to, this was the grand final in the end, was a plan to have a run in between. Last start, Caulfield third, the Heptagon. But um, speaking to Greg Urell for an article in the paper, during the week, he um, advised me that the horse goes well fresh and he couldn't be happier with him, even though the, the run was a was a preference. And the wet track form is um, just outstanding. I think Froggy knew it, made a comment. He's the best wet track horse he's sat on, um, just glides through it, and we'll get a wet track on Saturday. So at the price, uh, even though this is a tougher race than what he would have saw last week, no doubt about that, um, I just have to have, have him on top and worth an each-way best. Best value of the day at Flemington, the 16th, Victoria Star, five and next, Plenciel. Uh, was keen on him 
Last start when winning in that dead heat was shot of Irish. I think third up now, ready to ready to pick again. Shot of Irish in next, um, hard to hard to knock. And in for fourth, I have the two Heptagon um, sixteen five eight and two. Yeah, I thought Plain Seal was ready to peak third up and win this uh, winning form. He's good form in this race, and in fact, the the uh, the race that they tend to come through is the one here a couple of weeks earlier, which is Heptagon won that. So got Heptagon for second, never again third and Victoria star fourth. Yeah. I mean, I've tipped Victoria star both those, uh, both those occasions where he's been uh, eliminated. Uh, but yeah, I also have the slight worry too long between runs going into this sort of uh, a race where most of them have been set to peak here. Uh, Plain seal, Heptagon, never again, Victoria star five, two, 15, 16. The last at Flemington. Race nine is the Schweppes Revet Series final. This is for the three-year-old Phillies over 1,400 metres, Joel. I'm sticking with Karame, number four. She's been a good result for us a couple of times. Not so much her last couple. I think she's had excuses. She was very good second up beating Bee Hunter, which is a good form line. Tough day to swoop at Flemington at her next run. She got back and she worked home okay. And then last start again. Got a long way back. They put the blinkers on her last start. I like that she's had the run in blinkers. She won't fire up. She seemed to settle pretty well the other day. Again, draws tricky. She hasn't had much luck with the barriers. But back to Philly's grade, I think she's a silly price. She's definitely good enough to win if things pan out. Eight, Paul's regret. I can have something on her as well. I think she's looking for 1,400. I think they've been teaching her to settle a bit this prep, getting back and, and in amongst runners. She sort of wanted to get it over and done with a bit quick last preparation. I think she's tracking along quite well. Two beauty bolt, similar prep to Salika, and that she went to the Oaks. They gave her a freshen up. She hit the line hard at 1,400 at this track last start. And one splendor on the grass on the backup from last week. Back up in the weights, but she was very good against the pattern there, chasing home mystery shot. Four on top for me from eight, two, and one. There are plenty of talented fillies here. I, I can't go by splendor in the grass, on the grass. She's one of the more informed three-year-olds in the state at the moment. And... Um, yeah, look, at all all to do last uh, last week at Caulfield, as Joel referenced, that bias at Caulfield, and she was one of the runs of the day, I thought, storming down the outside and just um, finished half a length of mystery shot. who's unbeaten. We know he's fairly smart. Um, so, yeah, one splinter on the grass on top. Six ocean mists. Really like that Celestial Falls form line um, in the spring. Pretty handy. We'll obviously improve out uh, up to the 1,400 metres here. Seven... Cordilla, uh, promising type, and 15 win four, I thought was one over the odds, throw into wider exotics. One, six, seven, 15. Uh, I went for Leal, number three, who uh, probably no real chance last week on that um, uh, on that track, but uh, has won, or in fact won over this trip, second up last prep. To beat Splinter in the Grass Ocean, Miss and Power Boom, three, one, six, 11. Just to recap, my best was race eight, number five, Plain Seal. Value, race seven, number six, Garam Piro. Daniel's best, race five, number three, Rich Charm. His value bet, race eight, number 16, Victoria Star. Joel, race two, number four, Lord Belvedere. And his value bet, race nine, number four, Karamay. Uh, we are racing at Randwick on Saturday in Sydney. And uh, Joel is back with us. 
Yeah, I'm back. One of those those pesky phone calls again. Uh, Yeah, so at the wrong time. Yeah, my best bet was Lord Velvedere and my value bet was Caramay. You've probably already touched on those, but um, plenty of value amongst my tips. Quite so. Anyway, we uh, head now to uh, Sydney and we head to Royal Randwick. And Joel, your first of your specials comes up bright and early in the first race. One, number two, your best is Travis. Yeah, he's a good one, this bloke. Um, been with him both of his starts. I think he's ready to step up to Saturday grade and make it three from three. The one little asterisk is that he stays at 1,300. He's going to be looking for further in time. Son of Tavistock out of a Kiwi mare. But to both his wins have been very, very good and I'm convinced he's a, a stakes-class horse. So happy to step into him in the opening race on Saturday. And my value bet later on in the program, race six, number eight, Lady Hiley, who is on the backup from last week. She didn't do an awful lot there, got back uh, with the blinkers on, back in trip. She sort of over-raced a little bit and just never really got into the race. I think she's looking for 2,400. I like the fact that they've put her on the quick backup and she's had the run in blinkers. She's drawn well. I can see her settling closer. Just think there's room for improvement with this slightly raced daughter of High Chaparral meeting a few that have probably met their mark. So race one, number two, the best. Race six, number eight, the value. Uh, I'm against Joel. My best comes against his value in race six. I really like elaborates for the uh, Red Hot Richard and Michael Friedman stable. He was 2,500 metres at Randwick, two starts back, got a long way back, hit the line well. It was a very good run. Then dropped back to 2,000, and the only horse to beat him there was Mount Popa, who we know is very promising and was going to do good things here in Australia. You'd think uh, beat everything else pretty easily, and then in that race, it elaborate. Back to 2,400 metres is suitable for him. Uh, there's no superstars in this race. I think he um, ticks a lot of boxes and hard to beat for mine. Race six, number three, elaborate. Uh, the value comes up you know, earlier in the day and the race is a bit of a dartboard job as it always is, that highway handicap. But I really, really like the run of big, sorry, bad boy for love um, in a highway last start. Just sort of got held up there. Probably wouldn't have run down the winner partners who were sort of off and gone at the top of the straight, but uh, really rocketed home along the, along the fence. And uh, there's plenty of speed in this. He'll get back from barrier 12 and he'll really fly home late, I think. I know it's um, throw up some rough results, these races. But $9, I'm happy to take a each-way play. Bad boy for love. I'll, um, I think he'll be running top three. Race two, number nine. All right. In Brisbane on Saturday, they are racing at Eagle Farm and there's a couple of black-type Races, the first of those is race five, the Tattersalls Club Stakes, 1,400 metres at set weights for two-year-olds. Daniel, and your value bet comes up in this race. Does Plutocrat been um, with this horse all preparation? And she's done nothing wrong, really. She had excuses last time for the miss in the Dalrello, got a long way back and sort of wide, was okay there, um, but just hasn't been able to draw a gate. Uh, hasn't drawn inside nine in all four of her starts. She finally draws a gate, draws one here. Uh, will settle much closer than what she has been. And really, $14, I'm surprised she got at that price. I thought she I sort of had a mark to about six, $6 or $7. Um, I think it was only about four or five genuine winning chances in this. And the surprise, she's come up that price. So really keen on her at that, at the quote. Um, I think she can bounce back last such. She was very good behind September run two back. Doombin, I think 1,400 metres is upper alley. And, yeah, happy to uh, – real keen to have a play at the price. Plutocrat on top, the nine, uh, zero to 100. Uh, rounded up the field 
on debut. Um, not many two-year-olds can say they did that, 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 that on debut. And Sydney comes up here, sees a dry track. It was a heavy nine that day. Um, but I think the intents sort of come up here to a, a listed rate shows intent from the um, yeah, Gerald Ryan stable. Nikki Spirit, Ipswich maiden winner last start, but she's uh, quite promising. She did that with ease there. Um, sort of has that match fitness on the board of this sort of trip. And in the game as well, Cosmic Gossip, um, okay last start. I thought she'd, she'd want to go a little bit better. Maybe back to 1,400 metres is the key for her. My numbers in that, 9, 11, 5 and 10. Joel, do you like anything in the two-year-old? No, nothing for me in Brisbane on Saturday, Barks. Right, yeah. Well, we skip across to race nine, which is the other listed race on the day. It's the TAB Bright Shadow, 1,200 metres. Set weights and penalties for fillies and mares. And, uh, Daniel, in your uh, continuing with uh, your trend of picking horses named after 1980s rock songs, you're with (laughs) Hold the Line. Yeah, uh, she just doesn't like wet tracks this horse as much as she does dry and that was sort of indicative from a last start just couldn't reel them in um she's run well i think back onto a dry surface much up her alley this is a tougher race no doubt but um from the good draw uh with a senior jockey on i think she'll get every chance here hold the line and i think she's a pretty smart um, mare on her day so each way price happy to have spec on her the 16 the four and next multaja uh, look, frustrating horse, and no doubt she hasn't won for more than a year, but the talent's there. She can never let, be left out of these sort of high-pressure races. Persuader, I think he's come back in good order. Um, and Jummy Lady was a very good first up winning there. Um, tougher race here, but I think she can sort of take the next step this time in. 16, 4, 9, and 11. And your best comes up in the first. In fact, top of the list, race one, number one. Yeah, great race for Broken Arrows, I think. Just coming up from Sydney to... Um, not hopeless on wet tracks. Um, did run half a length to Adelong earlier in the preparation, but his form on top of the ground is um, is far superior than his wet track form. This is a really nice race for him, I thought. There was not, not many winning chances. I thought they the only couple have already been scratched. Um, maybe make a small case for Garibaldi, but Broken Arrows, $4 or thereabouts. Um, I think it looks a really nice race for him and should be winning the first with even luck. Race one, number one. In South Australia, the Metro Racing heads to Murray Bridge, everybody's favourite racetrack, and it's also uh, clearly very popular with owners and trainers because uh, big meeting by yeah. Adelaide standards. And, uh, Daniel, you are saving the best till late on the program. Yeah, as you said, the fields are massive here and it's pretty hard to sort of zone in on a on a best bet or be too confident on a, on a best. Um, I thought Crimson Tycoon was a, was a good bet in the last though. The win at this track was very good, sat wide and um, with the 61 kilos and, and, and won really well. I thought second up form reads well, only up to a thousand meters. I don't think that will suit him too much. Um, gets it in form, Dylan Kaboch claiming two on board. Um, big field, but pretty, pretty long tail this race. I thought he could Pick that first up effort. He'll be going close again. The value comes up in the race before. Race eight, number 13, Carla Luisa, absolutely flies second up. Uh, sprint trip fresh. She was never, she was always going to find them too nippy. Um, sort of sat midfield and held her ground. It was an okay return, um, but up to this trip now, much more suitable. Good just a good good record over the trip. And yeah, as I said, the second up record, she's won two of three and finished second on her other, only other run, I thought. In an open race, she's worth a bet at $16 to $17. Race eight, number 13. 
Belmont, the venue for WA racing on Saturday and massive meeting. It is two, uh, ten races there. A couple of black type events. First of them is race eight, Aquanita Stakes. Listed event for three-year-old Colts and Geldings over 2,000 metres. And BJ Ryan uh, has made his best for the day here. Uh, is number eight. Uncle Dick for Lindsay Smith and William Pike uh, to beat um, number six, Fura for Eurasia and three, no apology. So that's eight, six, four, and three in the Aquanita for BJ. The other big race there is race nine, and that is the uh, Belmont Oaks, a very short favourite here. For the Parnham family in number one, KC just needs to get the uh, 2,000 metres. Nothing she's shown uh, suggests she's not going to. Sean uh, Trey is the only danger as far as BJ is concerned. Uh, needs uh, stepping up in class but has been exciting so far. So that's number four. And rounding out the top four, Canvas and Caragini Aurora. So one, four, two, and three for BJ. As I mentioned, his best race, eight, number eight, Uncle Dick. And value bet race three, number seven, mystery man. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, speaking of big meetings, we got 232 acceptors at Tarapa in the city of Hamilton. Yeah, that is the definition of an absolute monster. Uh, 12 races. They're all clamouring for a start. Um, had to wade through uh, these to come up with the best in the value. The obvious best is race 12, number nine, Ala Loon. She's group one placed. She's often competed at stakes level. A little bit disappointing last season, but uh, still got her maiden win and, and was competitive at times at black top level. Resuming in a, a rating 65 off a trial win just looks the right race for her. And my value bet at Tarapa is race eight, Cape Gem. Uh, this horse trialled quite well recently. In fact, trialled in the same heat as Arla Loon. Showed good promise last prep without breaking through. Was sort of knocking on the door. Uh, you won't miss her in the run. She's got the brow band and the side winkers. Very noticeable in the run. Cape Gem race eight, number 14. The other meeting on Saturday, we're back to two meetings in New Zealand now on the weekend. My best bet is a first starter taking on horses that have won races. Race nine, number nine, gold winner. Quite taken by his trials. There's not much depth to this. And I think it's uh, up for the taking for a first starter like him with uh, with good ability. So keen on gold winner race nine. And value bet, not overly keen here, but uh, should be a price. Race five, number two, Monkey Town. Form last prep, tapered off a little bit as they stepped him up in trip. But his first couple of runs last prep over the shorter distances on wet ground were good. So if he can repeat that, then he's going to be in the mix, uh, certainly for the top three. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Uh, we don't stop there in your winning post. Obviously, we've got your form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And the highlight on Sunday, as well as the start of the Grafton Carnival, is Warrnambool's big jumps and highway day. Uh, I think there's five jumps races there highlighted by the Thackeray Steeple and the Kevin Lafferty hurdle. And, uh, Daniel, you're going for Gobstopper to win the hurdle. Yeah, he has to go up to 72 kilos, but um, he's really hard to pass on this horse. He's passed two winner over the hurdles. Um, of course, winning the Australian hurdle at Sandown, won pretty convincingly over 70 kilos and been sharpened up 
in a flat race at Geelong, a benchmark 70, went around $41 and um, was, a, was a very good run. Sort of kept coming there and Australia thought he was going to sort of pig on his run. It didn't he? And ran a very brave second. Um, hard to knock Gobstop. He's my pick in the Lafferty, which is race four, race four number one. And race six, which is the um, other feature, the Thackeray. I'm with George V. Um, race is very well around this warnable circuit. Um, his, his best performances here are uh, best performances over the jumps are at this track um, and has got six kilos on a bit of a lad at the top but weights of 72 kilos. So with George V in the Thackeray, race six, number five. Yeah, that'll be one for the locals, Simon Wild and Ronan Short. Richo's got a good uh, interview with Ronan Shorter in your winning posts this week was uh, in despair and just about to give it away uh, about a year ago after uh, failing to ride a winner at Casterton, not knowing when his next winner was coming from. And uh, fast forward a year to the Casterton meeting, he rides three jumps winners on one card. Uh, so looking to go on his winning way this week. That wraps up the show for this week. Just leaves us to remind you to pick up your winning post if uh, you haven't done so already, it is online now at issue.com, I-S-S-U-U.com, or via the winningpost.com.au website uh, for only $5 and also available in most in shops in most places on Friday, Tasmania Saturday. Apologies, folks, still working on that. Finally, our best $20 bet for the weekend. I'll let you go first, Joel. Well, it could be a long day, but we'll go early. Uh, Randwick, race one, number two, Travis. Yeah, I tried to get, be a little too cute last week and talk to myself of putting the whole 20 on task and purpose. We won a good price in Adelaide. So I'm just going to have the whole 20 on the best bet, I think, all day, which is race one, number one, early in the day. And Brizzy, Broken Arrow is really well placed there. All right. Well, if you've got any money left for later in the day, uh, I'm going Flemington race seven, number six, Garam Piro. We better go each way there, I think, 10 each way. And that takes it out from us. So have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.